Before we get started, a word from 3BR, proud sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. The guys and gals over at 3BR Distillery are talented creators and purveyors of unusual craft spirits made in their kitschy Slavic punk-style tasting room in Keyport, New Jersey. 3BR's unique Gorovka spirit made from peas is a homage to their family recipe secretly distilled in the USSR. Experience craft cocktails made with Slavic-inspired ingredients in-house over at 3BR Distillery, located at 7 Main Street, Keyport, New Jersey. Tacos podcast. I'm here with my boys who are in love. Dave's gonna be mad if you do that. I mean, someone has to do it. Dave's engaged in conversation. We are here. I can't. We can't give dead air to these people. Dave's in a side conversation. As I said, I'm Bill. Yes, beers. We do beers, beers and shots. I'm Bill. Five minutes. I'm Matt. God damn it! I'm Campbell. I'm still Dr. Dave. Five Modellos and five tequila shots. Yeah, wherever we got tequila wise. No, 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 no. Uh, Pat and I want Ponderosa. Two? Yeah. The men's. You want that Ponderosa, the men's caliber? Podesco? Yeah, get the Ponderosa. Did you drink that today? I bought one of those. So the three beers. Two cocktails. And then five shots of the under. Yeah, the under we got. Surprise us. Yeah. So, welcome back to Talking Tacos. Sorry, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of stuff going on, and I don't know what's even happening. My a little Tacos. bit different of a green room situation today. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. Though. Oh god. Before we talk about that, I just want to say real quick that uh, if you vote for the Republicans or the Democrats, you're implicitly choosing a system that allows the majority to vote away the rights of the group of people. So right now, the polls are closed. Polls are closed. Polls are closed. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not politicking anyone. But yeah, you don't care about the individual. You want to take the you want to take rights away from somebody. I don't want to take rights away from anyone. I'm told I'm throwing my vote away uh, because I'm voting on my principle. But you're right. Uh, fuck you if you uh, uh, agree to this duopoly of, of evil and less evil. Uh, if I have, you know, how people say if I had a nickel for every time, whatever. Here's what I'm gonna say: if I had a vote for every time. Somebody told me I was throwing my vote away by not voting for a Republican or Democrat. I voted for Ralph Nader back. A third day. party would have the majority vote in this country. Yeah, like that's just a fact. Because <laughs> people know they're voting for. Well, barely fifty percent of the people even vote. Well, that that's also true. Polls are closed. There's no reason. Thank to talk God. About. Thank God. Thank God. Barely only fifty percent. If only there were a politically themed podcast on this network that would control such a conversation. Oh. I hate politics. I don't talk them. That's it. But that's not tonight, though. No. That's not what we're doing tonight. We're not talking about that. It's not talking politics. It ain't the move. What talk we're going to talk about is talking tacos. Arturo. That's right. I'm going to tell you guys about Arturo. Since I'm here with my friend Pat Miles. Pat Miles my roommate in Mexico. We found the best cab driver in the world. I love cab drivers in different places. He's the best cab driver. 40,000 cab drivers in Mexico City. We found the best we one. Found the, it's the largest cab fleet in the world in Mexico City. In Mexico City, they have 140,000 cabs. Active. More than any other city in the world. We found Arturo. And when I say we, I'm so glad I'm here with Pat. Because Pat found Arturo. <laughs> it was the first day of Formula One. There's 100,000 people leaving Autodromo. Hermanos Rodriguez. <laughs> and we walk by this cab driver who's negotiating with a bunch of people who don't want to accept whatever he's saying. And Pat walks over after a bunch of other people. And, and Arturo shows him 800. And, and Pat's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck, fine. Sure. And uh, we get 800 in. 800 pesos. Yeah. And we get in. And he is like a ninja through traffic. He like swims... He like swims through the herd. If you've seen videos of like of like sheep herder dogs, how they like weave their way through the herd, this was this was Arturo. He, he was doing what he was born to do. He found seams that didn't exist. He would go into <laughs> lanes that he wasn't allowed. 
Um, especially on the very first day, we knew he was something special. Yes, thank you very much. And so Arturo, uh, we we uh, Pat negotiated with him before we got back to the Airbnb on the very first day, and he said, "Hey, you're great. Do you want to be our driver every day?" And he said, "Yes." And so he asked Solid us. Solid move. That's a veteran move. He asked us for eight hundred, and we gave him twelve hundred. And he started to do some absolutely ludicrous shit. Thank you so much. He started to do some absolutely ludicrous shit. He would, the, the second day he picked us up, he made this left-hand turn across five lanes of traffic. <laughs> like, he, he, we were in the car on the side of the road. He picked us up. He goes left through five lanes of traffic because he knew he was going to get fucking 60 bucks from us. Dude, so why is it that anytime I've traveled anywhere outside of the U.S., why is it that everywhere else in the world, the driving situation is just bonkers insanity? Like, literally everywhere I've been outside the U.S., the driving situation is completely different. There's no rules. There's just, just go. Yeah, it's more free. It, yeah. It's not about, like, lanes and shit. It's about get to where you're going. Which I love. But, yeah, there's no cops so, pulling people over for speeding or Boston's bullshit. must be crazy, too, with driving. I wish I could give you, like, the craziest thing that Arthur did because he did, like, 14 crazy things. I think this should be illegal. He went down the wrong way, down a, down a one-way street, because the guy in the street told him, hey, it'd be quicker on the other block. So he, he said in Spanish. So he went down the one way, and he got out of the way of one car coming down, but then, like, it was clear all the way, and he got the next block over, and we got out faster. Amazing. He, um... Was the one car pissed off, though? He got, he got stuck in this one spot, and he... he eventually got out of the car and he stood on top of his own car to look to see what was happening and he realized that whatever was happening the cops could clear up so he went and he go and he got a cop and the cop went and cleared up the situation yeah. and we got out faster we got to one scene makes it happen. we got to one Amazing. we got to one scene where he just started going into the bus lane he jumped into the bus only lane <laughs> and he was like, well, there's five people in here. It's a bus. And he's going down the bus only lane, like, very illegal for us. And then I think the craziest thing that he did was he got this one intersection. It was really busy. And it was, like, the third day. It was, like, it was during race day. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It was, it was race day, and he was getting us out of a tight situation. And... He got to this one spot. It was completely congested, but he realized that the one car was, like, the main cause of a lot of the havoc. Yeah. And he gets out of the car. He gets out of the cab. He parks it, like, on the side of the road. And we're all in the car, and he parks it and gets out. And he walks over, and he starts yelling at this guy. He starts yelling at him. And call, and he's saying really bad things about his mom. I can't. I know. I, 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 I could tell by the way he was, like, very sing-songy about it. He was calling him a shithead. <laughs> and he was talking about his mom. Oh my god, that's incredible. And so, Arturo yelled at this guy. It, it, it didn't do anything, but it made him feel better. He gets back in the car, he apologizes to us. Lo siento, lo siento. He apologizes to us. And off we drive, and he figures another way around. Later that day, he texts Pat, and he goes, I'm really sorry, that was my cousin. He was being a real shithead. <laughs> his cousin! Yeah, he got out of the Good car to yell at his cousin. But like, so that's the best part. Uber so would he estimate texted me like mid drive, yeah. actually, and I didn't notice until later. Because then he even double apologized because I didn't um, respond. He was again, thank you for trusting me, like, and like you know, making my weekend and whatever. Yeah. I was like, we but you them. also called your aunt a whore. I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Things we miss. <laughs> that's incredible. Shout out, Toro. Because Uber was estimating like an hour, oh yeah, fuck and Uber. and Arthur was getting us here and there in thirty to thirty-five. Yeah, he averaged about like sub forty, like anywhere between thirty-five and forty minutes. Um, the longest drive was after you know the final day on Sunday. He got us home in fifty-five minutes. I think we were, if we did anything else like an Uber, we would have got home in two hours. The guy is a maniac. I was having this conversation with somebody literally just yesterday because I was in Manhattan. Um, the when you're in like a city environment like that. Uber and Lyft are, it's not the way to go. Cabs are the way to go in a crowded city environment like that. Uber used to be. 
when Uber started. Yeah. And they were like just a black car service. So I mean, our friend Joe, not Joe Marino, Joe Legrelli. When Uber was like first starting, he would be having lunches and meals with clients. And then before they even knew it, like he had a black car. That's what they usually like started with. Waiting outside for them to take them where they need to go. Original Uber was only black cars. Yeah. yeah. So it was like you walk them down and like shake hands and be like, oh, by the way, here's your car and it's ready to take you, you know, downtown or whatever. Yeah. And Uber was like, at that point, like it was like quick, and, it was easy, it was cool. And now when you use Uber in a place like Manhattan, it's it's like the the meme, the, the dog meme, right? The big buff dog and the small dog. Literally, last time I called an Uber in Manhattan, they're too much of a bitch. Like, it's GPS located. They're too much of a bitch to drive to exactly where you are. Like, here's yeah. where I am. The Uber driver will be texting me. They'll be like, yeah, hey, can you walk two blocks down and we'll walk over to the left because it's easier for me? No, motherfucker. That's why I fucking called you and told you exactly where Arturo, I was. Arturo, Arturo would send Pat his location pin. That's awesome. And then Pat would send it back so we could find each other. He jumped out of traffic one day. It was, did? Yeah, that was yeah. actually the final day. The last day. This driver spends a lot of time out of the car. He, like, uh, I love it. Yeah. he jumped out of traffic and flagged us down. He's like, hey, I'm parked over here. That like that's how much we were paying him. That's dedication. That's yeah, how, he parked on a highway, by the we way. We were paying nothing. Like, For four people we're paying fifteen dollars each a day. It's like amazing. Jamie Foxx in that uh in that Tom Cruise movie where he oh, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. 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 We yeah, we actually brought that up during uh during the trip, some people had not seen that movie. So Jason Statham is a bad man. Yeah. That's it. It's all part. Yeah. Doctor, you want to do, uh, if you're, you're up in the rotation. Oh. For one chip. Okay. The last and final. The last and final? Hot sauce of this batch. Well, of this oh. batch. All right. This is Ghost Dog Hot Sauce. Oh, you missed the last one, which is not... Sinister. It was delicious. I missed the last one. It was not sinister. It was delicious. delicious. It had heat. This one's handcrafted Nashville, North Carolina. Ghost dog, ghost, ghost dog hot sauce. This one has cayenne pepper, garlic, onion, apple cider vinegar, lime, sea salt, tequila. I mean, thank you. Uh, and secret spices. It's just a refrigerator. You throw tequila in there. It, uh, made with local pepper mash and is fermented as well. So, this is um, Talking Tacos Podcast. My name is Dr. Dave. This is the One Chip Challenge. Nobody knows the rules. We're doing ghost dog pepper sauce, habanero style. I'll give you my honest review One Chip. A good bar. One Chip, nobody knows the rules. Let me get the jam. It's kind of nice. It's very limey, to be honest. Although, I've been having a lot of lime, I think. I mean, it's it's a really balanced heat. It feels good. It doesn't, like, pick you early on. It doesn't kill you late. But it's there. It's nice. That little bit of cider vinegar, you know? Apple cider vinegar. Um... It's nice. I'm gonna give it a, a, a uh, like a seven one. Seven. Perfect. Now we're doing Yeah, we still don't know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, no one knows the, the rules. That's awesome. Well, yeah. Do whatever that's, you want. That's gonna be the best. That's cool. That's I mean, that's as good as it's gonna get. I imagine. As good as I'm gonna get. I'm the best around. No one's ever gonna bring it down. <laughs> Yeah, take, Bill, pop that fucking, uh, Yeah! Yeah! It's actually pretty good. Vinegar hangs from, like a little Tabasco from, but not, the vinegar hangs out, but it's not unpleasant. It's not, it's not overpowering either. Yeah. Somebody pop this top. Yeah, I got you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking. It's worth dosing. It made it easy to dose. Yeah, but I, I feel like after our I'm flying, or after our tapatia experience, I prefer no top. Topless. Yeah. No, no cap, bussin' for real. Oh, it's thinner. Uh, see, it's maybe thinner the, than it than it looks. Maybe you needed the cap, Matt. There's a lot of fucking. It definitely there, spikes. Right? 
It poured out like crazy after Matt took it levels off. BGW. It's it's hilarious. None of none of these hot sauces are alike. No, none of them. So different. One of them. This is wildly different than the last few. The first one hung out with us for two days. The second one hung out for about six minutes, and this one vanishes instantaneously. Yeah, this is very. This is definitely low, the lowest on the spice. This is an everyday. This is an everyday hot sauce. We did it totally backwards without really yeah, thinking without about knowing it. it. Yeah. This could be an everyday. You could definitely eat this no, with eggs. Yeah. You can eat with omelets, like a nice omelet with chopped Wait, did we eat a hot sauce on this podcast? I remember. <laughs> yeah. On every one of these podcasts. Was no, it that I hot? have the heat in my mouth, but it's not like... No, I would everyday the shit out of this hot sauce. It, it is... Who said Tabasco-y? I said it at first. Yeah, no, it's got a little bit of Tabasco up front, a little bit of that vinegar up front, but... You really get which I don't like, but it's not unpleasant. Like, this no, it's good. You get you get yeah. a lot of the garlic. You get a lot of the garlic. You get a lot of the other flavors that it's are in like here. Almost like a pickled instead of a vinegar. Like, yeah. Almost like a pickled like onion. Like, it's, like a, this is an everyday hot sauce. Yeah, I'm going back. Yeah. No, I, like, I like taking the stopper off too. I fuck with this bottle. This bottle could be stopperless. This one. The other two should have stoppers on it. I don't know. I think it's very thin. I think the stopper was good. It is, it is very thin. Guys. We have tequila shots. Yeah. Very peppery. Yeah, there's huge seeds in there. Before I spill this on you, Chris. Let's do tequila shots where Dave spills them. I did a whole bit last week about how I was getting dry. I, I, I sent them a picture about how I spilled a drink in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. We did talk about it. Pat, Cheers. I love you. Salute. Yeah, so welcome, welcome, welcome Pat Miles to the podcast. Cheers. He didn't want a, mic- the podcast. He didn't want a microphone. Tell shit, he got one. I don't need a microphone. Pat, is this your first time? Through. Wait, Pat, is this your first time on the podcast? Officially? Turn that mic towards him. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Turn that mic towards him. No, he knows what he's doing. If anything, I, I know uh, me and Matt are really interested in doing uh, a lot of movie podcasts together. Love he's always pitching, so. You're going to be our third host for the yeah. podcast. Ready, set, review podcast. Yeah. So oh, yeah. On the way there, I um, I crushed Andor. It's in Mexico City. I yes. crushed Andor. I crushed uh, the finale of Game of Thrones, and then I watched the movie Men and Barbarian. Actually, Wait, Men. Men. Yeah, it's an Alex Garland film. He uh, known for Dread. Uh, he he wrote all oh, his first. He was an author, and he um, uh, Daniel Boyle uh, adapted his book The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Then it went on to do. Oh. 28 Days Later, and then he wrote Dread, which is a very underrated film. Um, And then, famously, I think he really jumped on the spot with A24 with uh, Ex Machina. And then he did Annihilation with Natalie Portman, which the book is actually really good as well. And then recently he did a movie called Man, which, like, all of his movies has, like, the same, like, kind of theme. It's, like, almost like a pair of... Pat, I want you to know that you're overqualified for the job. Overqualified, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I really, I really think that was one breath. He, no, no, he no, didn't no. breathe the whole time. No, I love my movies. No, Pat is very qualified. He's overqualified in comparison to the previous couple That's what I'm saying. He's overqualified. Uh, yeah. He's, you know... He's no, but, you, but, you, but by saying he's overqualified, no, you're he's discounting me. I discount you That's totally you know, all the time. He's son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. He yes. went to his house. Yes, we do. That was the only, like, real... Uh-huh. I mean, the, the last host was really qualified in other movies, um, but uh, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember where he started. He started with a name, then talked about a, th- a thousand things and ended with a book. All right, I would love to hear you start with a name and then talk about a thousand things and end with a book. I can't do that. That's what I'm saying. He's overqualified over you. No, I said I can't. Yeah, overqualified. Yeah, I'll take qualified. Thompson run with us. What? Pat's in that convertible with us. But yeah, Mac got me excited about that for sure. We gotta do some organizing, but we have the winner of the um, of the uh, fear and loathing run with the with the convertible trip through Vegas. With a trunk, the like we're gonna have the trunk like exactly so stock the, 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 the drug suitcase. Let me just ask a, like, a regular question. It, did you find that movie enjoyable? Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Oh, you boy, know, um, it just like, 
No, I wish it I was just so all over something. the place, and I understood yeah. like the um, yeah the yeah. era yeah. that it was made yeah. in. I wish it could the uh, was yeah. it S. Thompson, F. Thompson, Hunter S. Thompson. I want to be and um, like it just made me feel that like I watched it sober, which is clearly my mistake. Yeah, it made me feel like I was on drugs, and like it's such a visceral experience that I don't think any other movie could ever achieve. So the problem with the movie is that try it so again, I, Pat. I, I enjoy the movie. Try it right? again. Let's watch it together if you want. We'll try again. No, no, Pat's got, no, Pat's got a point though. But no, I the, the problem with the movie. But I think is he that, could see the brilliance in it also. Yeah, the problem with the movie is that it literally is. It's, it's adapted from a written work where Hunter S. Thompson was literally on every type of drug imaginable. Oh, I've seen his daily routine. Yeah. yeah. So when you read the book, when you actually read yeah, Fear of Logan in Las Vegas, yeah, like, it's a totally different experience because it's easier to read about somebody's fucking drug-induced psychosis than it is to <laughs> visually experience it. And it's hard to capture that on film because it's like I mean think about how many times you've seen a movie where they have somebody just smoking weed right and they over exaggerate what, like what that's high. like to be high right like 99% of the people we know that get oh, high yeah, yeah. do not act like people in they movies they make it they're tripping right just like when you watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas I guarantee you that's not the actual way that he was that's how other people were seeing I mean, him in, yeah exactly in one sentence I can see why like Johnny Depp and Tim Burton get along so well it's like if you took Beetlejuice goes to Vegas and takes an adjacent drug that inspired Beetlejuice um, you get Fear and Loathing in Las yep. Vegas what happens hold on what happens during taco time I'm worried about it we didn't do taco time yet, yeah no um my favorite thing about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the movie, is the method acting that, not method acting, I'm sorry, like method preparation yeah. that Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp did for the role. He lived with Hunter S. Thompson for like, well, he lived like his method months. acting yeah. before that. Yeah. Well, what was the Bill Murray, uh, Hunter S. Thompson movie? I think that was better. Oh my God. Oh, fuck. I think people don't know about it. No, you're right. It's a, you're right. Oh, what was it called? Oh my God. It's going to drive me insane. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> I mean, I should. Now I have to I'm look. I gotta, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. God we, need, we also need with the intern that they need to do this shit for us. Yeah, we've been needing an intern for like two years at this point. Yeah, so while they're here eating free and stuff, they can well, be looking at stuff. Our, once, just, our, once our beer sponsor comes on, we can afford an intern. It'll work. Yeah, we can pay you guys keep talking. Forty bucks a week. I. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Not official. Not official until it's yeah. officially official. No, we need a couple more, but we, we, we should work on Mogo. We should lean heavy on that. We need some merch. We need merch. Merch is key. Yeah, let's bring Sam on and then pitch him on the show. All right, Tucker time. Nope, Tucker. So I've been asking everybody the question, like, since last week's podcast, what's the worst shit you've gotten on Halloween? What's the worst thing you've gotten on Halloween? People have said, like, mini Bibles. People have said, like... That's what I said. I got a mini Bible. A tiny. I, I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard potato lot cut, like, wrapped in foil. Like, that's funny to me. I have a bad one. Um, apples. Uh, popcorn bowls, like I've heard oh, Mary Jane. So almond joys. She says so almond joys, bro. Like what? So, 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 so what that, no, but so what that really means, though, what that really means is that Alejandro never got anything truly bad. Because almond joy is at least a candy. I guess I should like it. I guess I should have drunk an ocean, bro. What about an STD? Thank you, Pat. Yes. So that's a trick or trick. In the neighborhood, growing up, there's this woman who handed out. Um, cutouts of ghosts on styrofoam that yeah. were they, this it was styrofoam trays like if you uh, if you go and buy like ground beef from the store they put it on the tray no 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 but she got like she would go to them and say can I just get like a bunch of clean trays or maybe she was buying from somewhere what the hell are you talking about she would glue pennies to these trays and cut them out in the shape of ghosts or a pretty much ghost. So she would glue pennies to a styrofoam that's board and cut them out in the shape of ghosts. And that's she would hand out. So you get like eight pennies. 
that was like that's ridiculous. No, but or I don't know. Maybe sometimes inflation. Maybe it was ten. I don't know. <laughs> Doctor Dave is giving out pictures of his whiteboard for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Signed pictures. Of his whiteboard. Yeah, autograph pictures. Signed whiteboard. Yeah. Miniature whiteboard. Dead markers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the miniature whiteboards are maybe one of the worst things you can get as a child. <laughs> I'll have, oh shit! I'll have a. I'll have a beer. You put it in a children's cup. Yeah, no. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the multiverse, there's. Do you know how like he put it in a cup girls, made of whiteboard material? No, he spills like, on me every week. You know how really? You know how you know how e girls will sell like I'd wear you know, a poncho. They sell like the, they zero spillage from Dr. Dave in Mexico City. I can assure you. That's not what you said. He told us he spilled there. Oh, I missed it. I was there for most of you. You, sir, are inaccurate. Who was that Irish bar that we went to? Why would you go to an Irish bar? No, you were with us. Oh yes, I was. I hated that place. Yeah, yeah, I spilled. Oh, but you missed it. I missed it. Very like. Dave occasionally is known to knock over a cocktail or two. He, yeah, spills, every he spills everything on me every week. You know what, Chris? I don't see the faults in my friend, so uh, I don't know. You Maybe don't I'm just a better friend. I'll, I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> we, we navigated ourselves through Mexico. We can't do it on air. We'll sidebar. We'll yeah, sidebar. We'll sidebar. <laughs> I wore a trash bag here two weeks ago. Yeah. The, the only times I wasn't by Pat Miles' side is when I went out for my runs. For the rest, this of the restaurant time, has was, given me other shirts because he keeps spilling things. Yeah, Chris, you see how these friends defend one another? I do. He's like blindly following him for no reason, and he's he's not correcting him, even though you should. I mean, I am a nurse, so do I blindly follow a doctor? What's wrong with our healthcare system? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Listen, I always give you the benefit of the doubt. It is election I, I day, you know. Yeah, I'll say yes initially, unless it. Yeah, I also I also voted today. But if your body is political. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. The, but the, the, the voting's closed. Everybody shut up. <laughs> they already know who won, so it's fine. Do we? I don't even know. I haven't looked. Dude, every time, any any time I Chrissy. go to vote, like, cause I don't I don't pay attention what? to this shit. How's Chris Christie doing? I walk, I walk in every time they're like, they're like, they're like, what, exactly. they're like what election district are you? I was like, I don't know. They're what like, election district? Registration no, card? I, I was like, no. I, like, I, I literally live down the street. I go to vote at a grade school that's on the street that I live on. It's I had to look it up. 1.5 miles Are you away. allowed within that? Uh, no. Acquitted. Acquitted. I have a very cute story. No grounds. <laughs> oh, a very cute story. Yeah, I have a very cute story about voting. So I live oh, there in the was a apartment, and when I come God. out of my basement right next to me, the building next to me, there's a woman who lives, and she sits in this chair while she waits for her ride or whatever, and she lives right in that building. So, like, we're, we're neighbors, we say hi to each other all the time, and I go to vote today, and I walk in, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm District 4 or District 5, and I walk over, and I'm like, hey, you're my neighbor, what district are you? And she goes, oh, hi, I'm District 4, and so I knew I was District 4, so I... I looked it up last yeah. night, I, I just want that, I don't want to be... I'm going to go there and say I don't know. And then I went to District 4 to go vote, and one of the kids running the poll was a kid who went for Like, <laughs> Solid, but it's a great beer. Modelo is a great beer. Can I have Modelo Negro? Thank you. It's my favorite. Um, it's a great beer. So, uh, when it's not I was a good college, beer. It's a great beer. I, th- I, I think I told Dave. Oh, you uh, told me the story. I tell the yeah, story all the time. Um, I was in a fraternity at TC and J. But which fraternity? Phi Kappa Saw. But um, one of the kids knew the head brewer at uh, Yingling. So, Yingling would always close. Yeah, Yingling would always close on the eve of Thanksgiving. So, you know, kids would like obviously leave campus uh, the eve of Thanksgiving to go see their families because they have a loving thing. I don't know. It's weird. Um, But um, (laughs) love. So, air quotes love. We would drive out to Pottsville, (laughs) Pennsylvania. And we did it every year that I was in the fraternity. And it was absolutely terrific. Um, and so we go there, and not the first year, but the second year, um, you know, we asked the guy, the head brewer, we're like, hey, like, clearly you're going to answer, like, what's your favorite beer? It's always going to be Yingling, but like, let's go. Tell us what is your favorite everyday beer he goes in like in a western pennsylvania i think he goes you know it's a fucking good beer 
Negro Modelo with a lime. And I've always, ever since it's then, been beer. ordering Fuck that. Yeah. And you don't see a lot of Negro Modelo at all, but with Negro Modelo with a lime in a pint glass, which people is, are intimidated it's a by shame black that I didn't get it in a pint glass. It is absolutely terrific. It was a light beer that, t- even though despite it looks dark, it drinks so fuck. Yeah, people yeah, are intimidated by it. Wow. It's dark. But it shouldn't have be. A little, have a little tequila shot with it. It'll make your night. I've been having tequila shots, man. That's a good thing. You may average a minute more with your wife. <laughs> wow. I don't have a wife, Pat. Thank, thanks for reminding me that I'm supposed to get married on Friday, bro. Thank you. Oh, no, no, no. Well, you're not married, uh, so. I'm, I'm supposed to be working. I'm supposed to be working that night. That was directed at Chris, really. No, I'm, 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 I'm already married. I'm already there. I'm supposed to be working that night. I have my speech all ready to go. Your sweet yeah. wife doesn't know what another minute and a half average. <laughs> One guy got married and the guy is getting unmarried. One guy is is married with a kid and the dog in a house, so is going to be married. Like so, living the American and dream. And us who are like, uh, yeah, one guy's like the American I'm dream. Absconding to here. Mexico, fucking going so to Irish bars. Wait, who is the American dream? You and me. Yeah, well, he's mar- he's <laughs> married with a kid. He's got a white dog? picket fence. White picket fence. No, no, it's not a picket fence. It's it's, it's pickety. Oh fuck you! It's pickety. <laughs> you have a you have a, uh, a pool. Yeah, the estate is a pool. The estate is a pool. He stayed as a picket fence. That's a picket fence. And he has a yard next to his yard. That's he has not a picket fence. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's my first time. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I, I, the like only difference is yeah, that we just need to gun in my house. more push-ups just to that's get like to where Stonk Chris shit. is at this point because he can fuck up all of us. <laughs> Listen, push-ups are that very important. I tell my students all the time. I could outrun Chris. Well, listen. Yeah, yeah but where's that got you? <laughs> right you you, you ran away from every relationship you ever had. They got me right here. <laughs> ah, I need Pat Miles in every episode. I need Pat Miles in every episode. Best guest. I, need, I, guest I just keep running. I just keep running. <laughs> All right, I was Forrest running. Gump. <laughs> really got you eight. <laughs> A child that you didn't want. It got me just. A child you actually it. legally <laughs> can't take care of. Forrest Gump is not. Your role oh, model. Chris <laughs> is your role model. Did you hear that? Yeah. Chris is your role model. Yeah, Chris is not anybody's role model. I, I, our I'm role model. Chris is role model. No, Chris is Chris's role I, model. So if I was like, like drawing myself up. He's a pillar of society. If I was drawing myself up with somebody like in a movie. Education. And it wasn't like a movie that I would watch. I would put Chris as my character. Like, I would design my character. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I mean, like my movies are like like Rob Zombie kind of shit, like Quentin Tarantino, like Jonathan Miller, like like, like the fucked up people. What's but an example of a movie you wouldn't watch? That I would be the main character. Shit that, that people would like, like the shit that people would watch and like as a family and smile and fucking you know. Kills me, this guy. Dude, you're you're like you're That's like Nick Cage. That's not insult, man. You're Nick Cage. Yeah, you're kind of like Nick Cage. <laughs> dude, you're no, dude, you're you're a bankable. You're a. Pat bankable. Miles is on the ground because he's the only one that understands how Nick Cage is like buying castles. Matt Magnifico sometimes says pretty outlandish dumb shit. That's not one of them. Like he that that's yeah, no, dude, you're, that's a you're, solid statement. You're kind you of Nick are, Cage. You are you are well known enough. You have enough of a career. It's not a bad statement. Let's call it. That everybody loves you. I hate that. And you're you're bankable enough that if we were to bankable? put you in a, in a summer blockbuster movie, people would come to go see it. Right. But at the same time, because you're also Nick Cage, you do a bunch Nick of weird off the wall shit. Yeah. yeah, he does a bunch of weird off the wall shit. Also, Hold that on. we're just kind of like eh, no, anybody's Nick, 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 Nick Cage. Okay. No, you're. I can't be not Kramer. Oh and yeah. Nick Cage, okay. <laughs> You can't give me one and not the other. I mean, let's be honest. I think Nick Cage gets a little too much credit. I think the most surprising thing about Nick Cage is if, is if he gives a girl an orgasm. That guy does not know how to do anything other than pleasure himself. How do you know how Nick Cage fucks? I don't know. I love. I love. Yeah, no, but honestly, does that guy look like he actually? He banged Elvis's daughter. Who? He married fucking uh, uh, what's Priscilla Presley. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. For clout. No, Pris- no, Priscilla's the wife. She cooperated with him. Priscilla's the wife. Yeah, she's the daughter's her- got a few names. Oh right, the daughter. Yeah. If he really was hammering it that well, she would suck her out. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, so you're Pat, saying you he's got the money? You're saying you with certainty can fuck better than Nick Cage. So you're saying indirectly, you're saying Chris Campbell sucks. 
You could oh, well, no. <laughs> now you're projecting. Now you're projecting. You're just well, saying no, this no. man looks you, like Nick Cage. Wait a minute. Which, honestly, you guys are bad friends for thinking he is Nick Cage. You are accountable for every word you say the whole time. I know, it's recorded the whole time. I didn't say look like Nick Cage. No, yeah, it is a resemble. No, the character role. Yeah, character role of Nick Cage. Wait, did you, Pat, did you see? Well, I mean, here's here's my rebuttal. Is Chris? Here's my defense. Is Chris still married, and is Nick Cage still married? I don't know. Yes, I, I, yes and I'm and not sure about the latter. Exactly. <laughs> but maybe. Don't take it away from me. I only is. deal with certainties, Matt. <laughs> Did you see the unbearable weight of massive talent? No, I didn't, because I do not like Nick Cage. No, dude. <laughs> I did me. see Pig, though. Pig was cool. Trust me, you have to see his meta fucking movie. It's Yo, who sent, who sent you the group that fucked up new movie coming out? Pearl? Pearl? So, I sent that to my fucked up friend who watched fucks up movies. And, and he was like, oh, did you see X? And I was like, Malcolm X? Like, yeah. He's like, no, not Malcolm X, bro. He's like, the fucking 2021 horror thriller, whatever fucking. I haven't seen that either. So, this new movie that Dave sent us is a prequel to that movie. Oh, so now I gotta watch both of them because that that trailer intrigued I mean, the shit out of me. That's an A twenty four movie. An A twenty four. Yeah, A twenty four is a unique yeah movie house. I'm just laughing at you said my fucked up friend who watched fucks up movies. Me? No, 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 no. Like, like, like if I send him any kind of shit about like a fucked up movie trailer or something that I see, or, or like somebody told me they watched a fucked up movie. I said it to him and he tells me what the director ate for breakfast the day he fucking went to work. <laughs> like, he knows so much about these fucking films and, like, he follows the directors and the actors and, like, like he's really yeah. into them. So anyone that I throw at him, he knows, like, like he's so happy and he throws lineage at He's told me about a movie called, um... Uh, I gotta look. At Hester. It's called Hester. Oh, that movie's great with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, dude. It's wild. It's oh. fucking wild, dude. So no. I watched. It. I haven't told him that I watched it because he really wants to like talk talk about this. No, dude. But he like he would be great for an episode of the show because he's just got passionate about this kind of shit. It's, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie because it's a little old at this point. Boyo. I just watched it. Boyo. Boyo. Hi, right, Pat. Um, Jerry Piscato. That movie, Hester, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is dope, but it's like, it's one of those movies that, like... I didn't know how I felt about it until the next day. I feel uncomfortable watching it. It's a very... It it makes you feel uncomfortable. I wasn't sure how I felt about it until the next day, and then I was like, yo, I really like that. Like, it was... I couldn't agree more, man. I felt the same way watching that movie. It's a good movie, for sure. But I'm watching. I'm like, well, I'm like, what am I watching? But I What's knew what I, was, I knew what I was getting into because of my friend. Yeah. Like I knew. I really had to process this movie. Like I had to watch yeah, it you, like intently. You feel some type of way about that movie. That's I had to sure. process it because I knew, like, going into it, he's gonna send me something that, like, what movie is that? Hester. It's called Hester, bro. It's like a 2008-ish. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's a little bit later than that, but yeah. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. In a like Metallica esque like darkish role, and the movie kind of slingshots you into the action. It's not the season with uh, the no, bear, Seven Hester. It's like a being du- a no, dude, it's nothing like that. It's a dark, sinister like. It's an uncomfortable movie. It's an uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable fucking movie. movie. Yes. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The, the only movie I'll really. I mean, there's a few movies I remember. In. Yeah, the Watch Hester because. It's not. It's not. Don Juan is. No. Don John is a great. Don movie. John. Yeah. Don John is a great movie. It's like no other Justin Gordon-Levitt movie that I've ever seen. Uh, a role of his. And it's something you should definitely yeah, check out. Confusing. But like, pay attention. It's, to it's it. very straightforward. It's about laundry half the time. It's about porn. Yeah, laundry and him jerking off. That's it. Laundry and porn. It's true. I can get off of that. Who's Wait. the father again? It was. Uh, yeah, Don John. The actor? I forgot. I haven't seen it in a while. He was in that sitcom. What is it? Mar- not Married with Children. I'm sorry. Which sitcom? You would tell me a sitcom. I'd be able to oh, Married with Children is the one, but that the guy. No. Ted, Al, Al Bundy was No, it's not father? Al Bundy. I gotta go back and watch it now. Or. Thank you, Bundy. I can just look on my DB. 
Um, well, wait, can we just take a, a minute here to talk about how really Pat, watch Hester, fucking though. how really fucking great oh, well. this mole uh, tamale is? is. Like, really the, the mole very tamale good. is very good. It's very good. I'm very happy with it. Mole tamale, worth a mention on the Talking Tacos podcast. Yeah. All right, let's see. Don John. 2013. Is it Tony Danza? Oh, it's Tony Danza. Yeah. It's Tony Danza. Dude, you're, I nice. forgot that it was Tony Danza. I'm gonna go back and watch this movie now. Can't believe it's Tony Danza. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a great movie, but again, it's another one of those movies that makes you feel a little uncomfortable in certain situations because it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays this character who, like, basically legit has a porn addiction. So you, there are certain scenes that make you feel a little fucking weirded out when you're watching this movie. The protagonist. Oh, because you're dating fucking Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I can't imagine, like, there like there were, there were moments in the movie where he chooses porn over Scarlett Johansson. Like, Which brings me to my next point. Everyone out there eventually just... Like the hottest girls that like are the biggest sex symbol for everyone in the country. Eventually. Eventually, just turn into. Eventually. The same thing. The same thing. I mean, it reminds me of my favorite movie, High Fidelity, which the famous line is like, "The fantasy is always better than reality." It's a you know? Great movie. But it's when you decide, like, like you know, when to just sack up, when to be a man, That's when right. to fucking accept that the fantasy is always out of reach because it's a fantasy you know but the mo- that is my number one favorite movie is High Fidelity I mean, really number one number one favorite movie and for a reason you know it really teaches you a lot of things it really centers your perception of reality oh, that's all time sure. and I'm giving it a lot of credit but I think and you've watched it enough as me and Experience things. I mean, as I'm it's sure as movie. everyone else has. Yeah. Have you, watched, you know, did you watch fantastic. the series on Hulu? Yeah, fantastic. It's so good, right? I know Zoe Kravitz is very upset that it uh, didn't make it for another season. Oh, but that, and like she's like gone on air and been like, oh, it's I a fucking shame. That. And they've only used little snippets of the actual movie as far as lines are concerned. Right. We called but Zoe yeah. Kravitz on the phone one time. Really? Yeah, she she's, was, a, she's now. Uh, she was not happy about. It. There's a movie coming out that she directed called Pussy Island. I don't know what it's about, and Pussy I've heard Island? it. Yeah, it's her directorial debut, but I mean, I'll watch. Look it. out like, for it, uh, <laughs> Pussy Island. <laughs> I'll watch it. Yep. You know, I felt the same thing. High Fidelity. It only got one season on Hulu. It was it was an exceptional show. It was very very good. It transitioned very well because so the movie came out in 2000. The book is from a uh, British man from the 90s, but it really trans it really translated well from a woman's perspective nowadays. Yep. And it was masterfully done. And it like a, I agree with you. It's a shame that it never really made it anywhere else because yeah. there's so much more content that you're going to co- cover. You know, that's the inherent problem with a lot of these streaming services these days, specifically Netflix. They have so much money to throw around, and they want to get their fingers in all these different projects. But if unless unless the project they're working on is an instant hit, like a Stranger Things, right? They don't invest in it. They abandon it, right? You know, like they, they, they're notorious for abandoning projects one season in, no matter how good they are, if it's not an instant worldwide hit, they just fucking forget it. We're Real done. Excuse. They can move on, you know? Like, and we've, we've lost a lot of really good shows, in my opinion, because of that. Like, we've had a lot of amazing experiences to see shit that you I, probably wouldn't normally would, have uh, seen. Yeah. Honestly, I would agree. I would argue on the other side. I just think, I think there's so much money being thrown around at creative talent now that we're seeing more things than we would ever have before. If something fails, it's like it's kind of crazy that it fails because it's like we're trending anything. Well, but that's the problem. It's like, what is your definition of fail? Is the issue? It's like, you know, doesn't get past season three. Well, Netflix has such a like a big budget that they can throw as many darts at the board and see what sticks. And I always still like appreciate like um, a brand like uh, HBO with Warner Brothers, which still is king of. Uh, uh, prestige television, yep. you know, 
And then you look forward to like shows like um, The Last of Us at our that's going to be premiering this year. And, you know, um, it's funny. Like, I was in a group chat with a bunch of my um, high school friends, and they were like, wow, like, do you think, like, you know, House of the Dragon pushed it too far as being, like, too graphic, especially with, like, the birthing scenes and, like, all the brutality, like, the human brutality that comes with uh, Game of Thrones. And I was like, you have not seen anything yet as far as how far television can push it. Now that they've agreed to put out a television show from The Last of Us, which is based on a video game, which I played, I don't know if anyone else has, it will literally shock you how dark a show can get. A lot of people die. It's going to make you really not feel well. (laughs) I am super excited about it. Yeah. Play the game, and you know the, the game tells a like a hard story. It's just it's yeah. a game that's never made you. It, 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 nothing's ever made me feel like I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But you have to. And you just like, oh, did you still want to play the fucking game you paid sixty dollars for? Then yeah, you're gonna fucking do it, dude. I'm just excited to see a video game adaptation on the big screen, live screen, whatever. Or just succeed. Has, yeah, you know? exactly. Just be good. Like just be good. Like, I love, like, the standards of, like, video game movies that are so low that, like, Uncharted is something that's actually watchable, you know? And I was like, I enjoyed it. Did you watch the Resident Evil series on Netflix? No, I did not. Dude, if you're a fan of video game adaptations, watch the Resident Evil series on Netflix. There's only one season because it got fucking canceled, of course. Totally different take on the universe and the lore of Resident Evil. A lot of people didn't like it because people are stupid. <laughs> I loved it. It was very well done. I would highly recommend it. It's like eight episodes. It's a quick watch. Highly recommend watching. It was done differently than the lore. And so. Correct. It, 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 took, it took enough of the lore to make you know that it's Resident Evil but told a completely different story. And of course, you know, the fans were like, that didn't have the fucking guy. There's no these characters. It's like, just shut the fuck up, please. Like... Broaden your horizons just a little bit. Please. A new podcast was just born. Can you? Can we please start like watching the lowest rated shit on Rotten Tomatoes and then reviewing it? Oh my god! You have no idea how much I would love that. <laughs> can we actually like, go back? Because I haven't heard from Dave in a bit. Have you spoken about the race itself and the vibe and so, how we were at, you know, Autodroma Hermanos Rodriguez, so, uh, Checo's home racetrack, and how exhilarating it was? Yes. So <laughs> It was uh, just about to finish his dissertation on this. Pat and I um, had seats at the Mexican Grand Prix. Pat was like two sections away, but he was sitting with us because he could the whole time, all the way until the very end. And we'll tell you about that later because who we were sitting next to was very interesting. And Ooh, so we're, we're we're sitting there watching free practice two because we missed free practice we, we saw free practice two we came the next day and saw free practice three and qualifying and it was hair raising it was amazing. Which is cool because like you don't always I mean you might but not everyone always watches like all four days of F one right. Yeah. Like, so it's cool to like be there to see it all and then the best part was we got there Sunday and we got to watch the drivers parade and the drivers get in these nice. fancy cars and they drive around and for the most part they're being driven around except for Seven Lance Seb is driving Seb is driving the car and I got, a, I got a picture of Seb driving his car was it Ashton Martin? It was NASA Martin. Yeah, there's a McLaren out here. Did you guys see that? Yeah. It's parked down here. Yep. Yeah. There's a McLaren parked right there. And so, uh, that was incredible. Watching the driver's parade and then um, watching Max go by in his final lap to win the race. I was, I was like, erect. <laughs> Matt, I got to watch Max Verstappen win, win a Grand Prix. 
the race was boring, quote unquote. The uh, really action that actually happened was when Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, ran, Danny Rick. When Daniel Ricardo ran Yuki Sonoda oh, off the track. <laughs> but that was at turn six. And he got driver of the day for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he climbed, so technically he got it, but I mean, also he, he, he ruined someone's day. Yeah, he deserved driver How did he do it? Does, do the ends yeah, justify the means? It was at turn six, right? <laughs> yes. We were sitting it was so bizarre. It was right where we were In Formula E, yeah. it does. Because he, he the only action that happened for the entire day. Because you don't usually see that from Daniel Ricciardo. Like he, a dirty move. He's a yeah. man with no Universal light guy. Yeah. And he got paid off for it. Like it worked right? out. Like Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, you expect that from. Yeah. Jesus He's at the end of his career. He has no business being that competitive. <laughs> so then he just mistakenly got himself driver of the day. He's like, let it burn it all. Let it burn it all, man. Burn yeah, it all. and then he burned it out to get a 10-second-plus lead to get uh, to keep his position without the penalty. Great job, Danny Rick. So, uh, Mexico. We already talked about Arturo. Uh, day of the Dead. We went for Day of the Dead. It's a great time to be there. And uh, they had this parade that went from the from the main um, city park, which is right by where we were staying. And I was running through that park every day. It was is there a touristy area that I was at, or is this for the locals? Half and half, half and half. So the, the parade actually, interestingly enough, the parade only started because of James Bond. It's called the it's called the GoldenEye Parade because wow, it, that's awesome. They celebrate Day of the Dead in Mexico, but they never had a parade that went up and down the main avenue between the main park and and city center. That never happened before, and now they're like, "What if we just did that?" It's a pretty dope idea, and so they did it, and so they do it now. And it gets, so it's a city of 22 million people. So anytime there's like a gathering of a lot of people, it gets scary. Because there's so many people. Yeah. And uh, Joe and Lisa and I and Pat, uh, we were going to, we missed out on the crazy thing that they these ladies got lost in the middle of the city. Because we were at the qualifying. Yeah. Oh, God. They got they they went into to the parade, um, the James Bond parade, and they got enveloped by uh, like a, a tidal wave of people, and they tried to call their way out. And we're like, I don't know. That's like a horror movie itself. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were they were caught in a group of people in Mexico. Yeah, but. <laughs> Sidebar. It was a sidebar conversation. Don't happening. worry about it. Um, it's a roommate talk. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you have more Mexico stories? Uh, He's in the middle of one. <laughs> I mean, that was like basically the end of it's the Mexico story. It's not the story. end. A woman's lost in the crowd. I mean, yeah, the if the there is one more Mexico story, it's the fuck. Well, I mean, we have, we haven't even touched on Lucha Libre, actually. We did. Oh, didn't like one of the guys get legit injured at the Lucha Libre show? Yeah, he got carried out in a stretcher. They still dumped him off in it's their fictitious big. hell. <laughs> I'm so jealous you saw Lucha Libre. That's fucking yeah. awesome. That's really cool. We saw it's in Arena Mexico, so it's like the main, like the biggest. Um, I was, I thought we were gonna go see like chicken coop wrestling. Uh, when Sam, Sam was like, I got a sickness. <laughs> we're going to Doctorius. Doctorius was like. But like the ghetto area. Yeah, yeah. We're going to Doctorius, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. No, but we went to like the garden, the Madison Square Garden of Lucha Libre, and there was dudes saying, "Cerveza, cerveza, cerveza," and uh, and and there was a bunch of ladies walking around with like chips. They sold like a bag of chips. You wouldn't just buy a bag. Of, uh, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome! My chips, it's like, Doritos. Yeah. It legitimately is a packaged Doritos. Do they allow Doritos in Mexico? I thought that was like we thought no, Doritos were supposed to be offensive in Mexico. That's what it I'm turns saying, out right? the Master Garden in Mexico embraces it. Yeah, they were selling chips. Or they embrace the gringos that go there because it was the most English I've ever heard in Mexico City until I went to Lucha Libre. Well, so. 
that's the funny thing about going to major international cities is that everybody fucking speaks English because there's so many goddamn American tourists. Plus like the internet. Tourists. Like, the yeah. internet is English. But like everybody in like those major touristy cities, everybody fucking speaks English. It's crazy. Yeah, the internet. Like they speak the native language also, but they, they also speak English. Like it's wild. I, Joe and I were doing our damnedest. I think Pat, I mean, no it was the worst. I, I did not prep for this trip. Pat, whatsoever. Pat was <laughs> Pat was just hard English at people, not even trying. It's like so. Can we get the hard English? Yeah. Like proper. The, the worst is like when I really tried to communicate. And I like failed. I would racist. panic, and then not only would I talk and like would I use uh, English vernacular, but I'd use it in a very offensive Mexican accent. So I'd roll every R and it just didn't work. But it's classic me, you know. This is the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard. Uh, and then like I'd be like, oh, uh, Warner, uh, Cervacer, por favor. This is the greatest thing. I, I'm just yeah. I'm picturing this no, in my I'll, head. I'll, I'll own it. I'll own it. Pat, this know? is so wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, listen. Well, we're just about at the top of the hour here. I can't wait for dessert, though. So. Yeah, no. We're going to order some dessert. We're going to do our usual wind down. Let's get our plugs in. Bill, since you're top of the rotation. I don't plug shit. I, don't, I really have shit to plug. With. That's why I like to ask you, because you always say I'm going to plug. Everyone right. looks like I have something profound. Like, I don't right now. So, Doctor's got, what do you got? 17 so, different uh, things. Let's go. go to Mexico City. Mexico City. <laughs> Plugging uh, Mexico City. I'm, I'm a runner, and as a runner, um, Mexico City immediately challenges you. Go, be, go to Mexico City and be humbled as a runner. Go to Mexico City and see the art and go see the people. Uh, I I ran uh, I ran 39 miles in Mexico. It's awesome. So uh, go to Mexico. Also follow that whiteboard. And uh, Pat, you got anything you want to plug? No, I mean I think I overstayed my welcome and overstaffed it. No, there's no such thing. We gave you a microphone. You can't kick yourself out, dude. Yeah. yeah. Feel great, and uh, I definitely want to come back. (laughs) Oh yeah, you can come back whenever you want. That's what's on the podcast. We need to get we need to get a Pat a slot on the Ready Set Review podcast. No, no, Pat. Pat, Pat will become the third host of Ready Set Review. I'm down for that. A permanent spot. You got down here. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even see it. Ah, Twin Lights Brewing. Come see me Saturday nights, Sunday afternoon, 40, 50, 7. Are you guys in What? Are you in Asbury? No, you're coming anyway. Tin Falls. Send me You'll a car. Well, hey, eventually, we're all going to end up there. It's, so. literally, it's literally an eight-minute drive from here. I understand that. Send me a car. Jesus. You work two minutes from there. You're the worst. I know. Yeah. You work two minutes from there. You don't, yeah, but I don't work on Saturday. I'll come pick you up. I'll come pick you up. If someone takes me, I'll come. I'll come pick him up. Yeah, pick him up. God. Uh, if someone takes me, I'll come. My plugs are the same as they always are. Listen to everything else on the Review Podcast Network, as you always should be. Uh, the Hard Maybes were recording yesterday. Yo, uh, I heard a hard copy. Yeah. It sounds like a real rough copy, and it sounds dope already. Yeah. Can't wait for this to be finished up, man. I'm very excited really, about really, it. Second really single will be dropping soon. I will, I will have some uh, show dates to announce soon. Head and shoulders above the first single, which was good. The first single was really good. Right, yeah. Um, I'll have some show dates to announce soon. We haven't officially announced them yet, so I'm not going to tease them or spoil them here. But all good things coming. Uh, I had a fucking wonderful Tuesday, as I always do. Follow the moon. Like, pay attention to the moon. Nowhere is in the sky. It's very important. Follow the moon. Follow the fucking moon. Enjoy. And the ocean Tuesdays. does. The ocean does. Yo, follow the moon, follow the ocean, follow the sky, yeah. follow the wind and the pavement. Like <laughs> follow, follow everything, birds, man. Dude, follow There's the a fucking birds. squirrel running up that tree. Follow that follow fucking squirrel. That squirrel. I'm bad. I'm definitely Bill. I'm Dr. Dave. I'm Campbell because Pat's not paying attention. You missed your outro, bro. Hey, I'm bad. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week. Follow the <laughs>